As an OD business owner, there are times in your career when you have to make life-changing business decisions. In this podcast series, I'll talk to ODs and business owners who have insight into how things really work, which can help you rethink your assumptions before making those major decisions to avoid expensive mistakes while optimizing their outcomes. This is the Think Again podcast from iThrive by GPM. I'm Scott Jens, your host, and today's episode is titled, Why Your Team Can't Get Along, with special guest Janice Hollybooth. Janice is a communications expert and a high-level expert on team building, all part of her work as co-founder and CEO of her business called The Team Building Kit. Welcome to the podcast, Janice. Scott, it's great to be here. I'll tell you what, uh, every single business owner in eye care should be interested in how you think about people and interactions. So I want to ask you first, there's this staffing issue in eye care. And I've been around the eye care business uh, a long time. And are the today's issues of staffing and leadership and practices new? Or have these issues been around businesses like this forever? I think for a very long time. And what we have today is maybe a slightly different iteration of what we've had forever. But medical practices, eye care practices, think about it. These are practices that care for people, care about people, are very one-on-one. So they attract a certain kind of person, the caring kind of person. And that's where we get into the issues of non-diversity in terms of work style. Because if you have what just one type of worker, for the most part, they can be the most um, wonderful profile, you know, but it becomes really toxic and, and they can't get anything done. And there's internal strife and drama. And I've been doing the, the kit work for about 30 years. And I see it again. It's a different iteration today just because of the, the culture. But it's the same basic problem that I've been seeing for decades. So let's talk a little bit more about that, that in an eye care business, if you naturally draw to are drawn as a hirer toward caring people, it actually creates a toxic workplace. For whatever reason, it's a mathematical equation that goes with it or something. But I have noticed that, you know, the, the, when there's a proliferation of the caring types, we call them mentors. There's a tipping point, and it goes from being very lovely and supportive to being very toxic and antagonistic. And that's why having the diversity of styles is so important. It keeps that toxicity at bay because you have a healthy mix of of communication styles and and decision-making skills and all that kind of thing. Well, so let's get into that a little deeper. Uh, you probably have category, categories or, or groupings of these styles of both work and communication. Could you give the audience a bit of a sense of what that looks like? What's the template? What's, what are the definitions? So there are basically four um, main work styles and communication styles. And they're types and they're self-descriptive. So we have the warrior and warriors are competitive. They're driven assertive and they're bold. Next we have the visionary. These are the creatives, the out of the box thinkers. They tend to be very persuasive and really energetic. They do a lot of hand movements. 
Um, then we have the mentors. These are warm, caring, and relationship-focused people. And finally, we have the thinkers. They're analytical, suspicious, skeptical, precise, and they need time to quote-unquote so those are your four basic work styles, and they're very, very different from each other. So we don't naturally know what somebody on our team is like, much less ourselves. What does a business owner need to do to think about how to create an identification of these so you have the right combinations? Well, I do that for um, organizations, companies, practices. I'll do a, an assessment uh, of, of the work style as a pre-hire, uh, as part of the pre-hire process to make sure that if you've, all, if, if you've got all mentors, you don't want to hire another mentor. You want to get a visionary in there or you want to get a warrior in there or a thinker. But if you, if you have all mentors, for example, which is what eye care practices tend to gravitate towards, you're going to be drawn to, to hiring that type because it feels good. It resonates for you. The warrior, on the other hand, might be coming across as too, like too assertive or something. And, and, and the thinker might be coming across as too reticent and hesitant. But once you understand the, the great value that each of these four styles brings to your practice, you can feel more comfortable um, making that leap and taking that chance. Uh, and at the same time, you're diversifying your, your staff. You're getting a healthier landscape in terms of your human resources. And, you know, I'm not the only one who offers this kind of thing. There are, there are other assessments out there, but I really think this is worth the investment um, to save you the headaches that you know are coming down the line if you can't get your team to work together. In your experience in working with eye care teams, are there any generalities that come true? Are opticians generally a particular type versus um, a front desk staff person? Or do you actually just see that there is a continuum through the practice and they all tend to be one type? They all tend to be one type with the exception of the doctors. I see well, tell us more, more about that. Yeah, well, you know, that's where you'll find your warriors, doctors. And so then you have this, this friction between the warrior doctors and the mentor staff. And, and you know, I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, why your team can't get along. But you've got doctors who are warriors, and they're, for lack of a better phrase, barking orders at their mentor staff. And their mentor staff... They're, they're getting their feelings hurt and they're being intimidated. And so you can't, you can't do a good job when you feel intimidated or you're afraid. And unfortunately, the more the mentors, you know, kind of hold back, the, the, the more demanding the warrior doctor gets. And so it's just a recipe for um, just a, a, a lot of dissonance. Um, so I see more diversity in terms of the doctors and way less diversity in terms of the, um, you know, the clinic, front desk, optical staff. All right. So before we go a little deeper in your assessment of why we can't get along together, a little bit more about the doctor. 
Um, you described the warrior earlier, you know, driven, um, shouting orders. I have to ask, is that true across both male and female doctors as you've experienced it? Yeah, I mean, warriors are, if you're a high warrior, you're a get or done person. You don't have time to sit around and chit chat. You don't want to do that. You've got an agenda and by God, you're going to get that agenda done. And if this person can't do it because she's, you know, talking on the phone or whatever, um, you are, you're going to get more and more and more frustrated. And it doesn't matter if you're uh, a, a woman doesn't matter if you're a man it's that type that is driving you and again this is if you if you score high in that particular archetype i do want to just pause for a minute and say we have all four of these archetypes within us so it is possible in any given situation if you're smart enough and you can analyze the situation to pull on which one of these archetypes is needed in the moment, depending on who you're talking to. And that's really what it's about. It teaches you, it doesn't ask you to change who you are. It just asks you to learn how to be more fluid and more flexible in your communicating, depending on who you're communicating with. So, um, you know, you had you had asked that question about, about um, the, the doctors, male and female, and if there was any difference. It's really about the, the um, the dominant archetype. Although I will say in the South, which is where I'm located, North Carolina, there is this, you know, women are um, indoctrinated to be, you know, more along the lines of the Southern Belle kind of thing. And so you might see um, less of an aggressive push from um, a warrior, a female warrior, than you would say, um, uh, up north where I lived for many years. And, uh, and that's, you know, then that's a culture thing. That's super interesting. I actually had the default uh, premise when I asked you that, that the male and female warrior doctors are very much alike because it probably is part of, you know, being a professionally educated, um, you know, doctor of a healthcare service. There's just this, um, this want to take care of people that are your patients, but also have your team around you doing the best for the patient, right? And it, it just it felt like it was going to be an answer of they are similar. But I find it also interesting that you said that the goal here isn't to change, is to identify which of those four main types you, know, you have uh, most prevalent in you. So let's talk about why we can't get along. Um, this has all been great setup. Give us a little bit more of your professional insight as to why we have these sort of clashing communities in our in our staffs and the culture of oh, yeah, people wanting to leave and everything else. Oh, yes. Well, I had um, my long career in doing this, identified two major what I call headbutts. Okay. So okay. these are so we've got four styles. Two of two of those pairings absolutely disastrous if they're not managed well and if you don't recognize what's going on. So the first headbutt is the warrior and mentor. Okay, so warriors hate that when there's work to be done. They're competitive and they love to win. They take initiative and 
position, man. When they know they think they're right, they're right. And they're blunt and to the point. So just picture that. Okay. Now throw a mentor in with a warrior. Mentors want and need to develop a warm rapport with you before beginning a project. So what, what does that mean? Chit chat, chit chat. They give recognition to others. You know, everybody gets a trophy, right? They want to get everybody's input and they're very careful with their words and diplomatic. That is polar opposite to the warrior. Put those two together before any words are spoken, before any decision has to be made, before any work is even attempted. This is a situation that's fraught. And so once you know, so if I'm a warrior and I know and I desire a more productive working relationship, I'm going to tolerate a little more chit chat than I normally would. And likewise, if I'm a mentor and I know I'm being thrown in with a warrior, I'm going to tone it down. I'm going to dial it back a little bit. And that's just what respectful teams do for each other. But you can't do it if you don't know about it. You just react. You become react. So that's headbutt number one. Here comes headbutt number two, which is even more fraught. And that's between the thing. Okay, so listen carefully. Mentors are logical and orderly. They're realistic. Want and need accuracy. They're organized, practical. They have excellent follow through. They plan carefully. And they deliberate before deciding. They're emotionally detached. Okay, visionaries. They love change change for change sake. They're dreamers. They think big and they're outrageous. They're enthusiastic and they go full steam into an idea without too much thought. And they're very outgoing and friendly and persuasive. Oh my God, you put a visionary and a thinker together. And you, you I mean, this is where people quit. They, they, you know, the, the thing, the thinker, cannot handle that visionary in their face all the time saying this is the idea i had this afternoon what do you think and then five minutes later i had another idea what do you think and remember the thinker needs to think about it so the thinker isn't reacting because they're thinking the visionary keeps pushing for some kind of reaction that they're not going to get and so the two of them are really butting heads they don't understand that all, all that their colleague is doing is bringing a particular style to the situation. But this particular com, uh, combination, again, you throw them in a room together, you don't even ask them to do anything. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a disaster. So, <laughs> Sounds um, like one wants to schedule a meeting and the other one never wants a meeting too, right? I mean, just it can go all the way to that level. Well, and okay, so you, we've all been in meetings where, you know, you have the people that want to stick to the agenda, and then you have the people that want to throw the agenda out the window. And typically with visionaries, ideas are bouncing off the wall, going everywhere. And there's a time and a place for that. And I re actually really appreciate all the visionaries in my life, except when I have to get work done and I need to stick to the agenda. And it's like impossible to rein, rein them in. And so then you have the thinkers in the room just being so frustrated by all this, um, <laughs> you 
know, the, the balancing of ideas that, that, you know, they just withdraw further and further and their morale is, is affected and their productivity is affected because the other thing is when visionaries take over the room, thinkers never interrupt and they don't, they don't, uh, they don't tend to speak up, right? So they feel like they're never heard. And um, it's, it's very, it becomes very unbalanced and, and unhappy. Well, you've given us a ton to think about. And while we can't fit your, your full workshop series in this podcast, it seems like the quick and simple first level of analysis a doctor has to do after listening to you is create an environment where we at least recognize that we may be different in these ways. And they can seek out more information from you and others that do this more deeply. But you know, just if they even use sort of some of the content that you've given us today, they can, they can go to their team and say, I want us to all realize that maybe, you know, some of the times we have challenges is we come at our work and our communication differently. Is that a fair way to sort of summarize what you do with people when you, you get them all in the room together? Absolutely. And the other thing that I emphasize is that these four styles bring tremendous value to a team. There isn't one that's better than the other, depending on the situation. So if you've got something that needs to be researched thoroughly, don't give it to a visionary, give it to a thinker. If you've got something that needs to be done right now, Give it to the warrior. They'll knock down every wall to get that done. Whereas the mentor might want to talk to the wall owner before the wall gets knocked down. So if the entire team understands what each of these four archetypes brings, they can each other instead of resenting each other. And, and that's where you see the culture change. That's where you see people becoming kinder with each other and you know, and, and valuing. So I, I did a kit session the other day. They had no visionaries on their staff and they wonder why they can't come up with any ideas. Why it's the same old, same old and why they're stuck in it. They don't have a single visionary. So, you know, that's when you have to bring in um, consultants. You know, there are lots of consultants out there who have great ideas for eye care practices. You bring them in, but it's not that easy. Because if you've, if you've got all these thinkers who are digging in their heels because they don't like the change, you could have the greatest idea in the world, but you're not going to be able to implement it with, with, with any ease, at least. So it's, you know, I just recommend what, you know, whatever process they want to use, that employers really understand what their human resource assets are and the deficits so that they can work on, on supplementing the areas where they're weak. Janice Holly Booth from the Leadership Kit, your expert insights have really given us something to think about. We're grateful for your expertise. Thanks for sharing it today. Absolutely, Scott. Thanks for inviting me. And that's it for today's Think Again podcast brought to you by iThrive from GPA.